Haposik Mos Lachasno, Mes Chasno. So we're dealing with a, a sukkah of someone who's giving money, money towards a dowry. So he's pledging money. Father is committing money towards the dowry. And then the Mishnah starts off discussing a case where the, where the son-in-law actually passed, passed away. So the question is whether or not now she's falling to Yibam. The question is whether or not he has to provide the money uh, for the new bride, that is, for the new husband that his daughter is marrying, the Yavah. So, it was only to this original person that I pledged the money to, but now that he passed away, and before then, assuming obviously, it's, 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 she must have, she must be falling to even which could happen. So, I'm not interested in giving the money to the brother-in-law. And that's what the the, the the basic premise of the mission, though, is clear: is that if you pledge money towards towards a wedding, so then you have to follow through with it, right? That's in other words, it, it's a very interesting thing that the pledge is machayev because really there's no ma'aseh kinyan on it. It seems like it's just words, you know. Oh, I'm going to get this money. Yeah, it's just a pledge, right? It's just a pledge. How, who says you have to follow through? There's no Kenyan. So the Gemara elsewhere discusses that. It's really the, the premise and what the dowry is based upon is that there's a moment of um, seriousness and commitment in, 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 in the two sides are pledging the support for, for, for the new couple. And these are the things which are, we have a Kenyan with just words themselves. It's a very fascinating concept that there's, a, there's no need for a Kenyan. It just becomes binding in the moment that... Uh, that the Nisuin occurs. So then the Mishnah tells us that there's actually ratios um, that, that that work out here. So let's see. Pascal Hakmaslo Elif Dinar. If she is Posik, then she's going to bring in 1,000 Dinar. Who Posik connected in Chamesh Esri Mana. So connected that, he pledges that he's going to give 1,500 Mana. So what does that mean? She's pledging 1,000, he's pledging 1,500. Rashi. Who posik kenegdo and tesvei manar shlishi yisur a third more in other words fifteen hundred is a third more than a thousand a third more yekablam olav he should accept upon himself lichto b'ksubasa to write in the ksuba levada to sefeshu humosef besides for whatever extras he might add on in other words a person gives ksuba and he gives whatever extras they, that he'd like to give in addition he also is pledging to give a third more than the amount that she brought in the cash of the dowry lefisha mistaker behem elif dinner because. He is being able to profit to use these a thousand dinner. Hey, not sorry, money, which is ten months. So let's understand that she's bringing in cash, hard cash. So because of that hard cash that he, she's bringing in, he is now able to to do business. He's able to do deals with that with that with that with that elf dinner. So because of that, he's reciprocating to give back to her. If the marriage would terminate, not only is he going to return that money. But in addition, he's going to return it plus an extra third. That's what the mission is saying. So in other words, let's just make sure the concept is clear. She is pledging. She is pledging. He, or really, the father's pledging, whatever. That's the but dowry, that's the dowry. Yeah, the yeah. dowry comes in. So the dowry we see here is fascinating. It's not like a you know a gift without strings. It's it's, it's a gift with strings, right? That's the I think that you have to understand what the what the way the dowry works. So it's giving you the money. It's part of the marriage. But in the event that there is the ksuba is being paid, so it's put into the ksuba. So that's a, I think it's very important to understand the concept. The chiyuv of the, of the to pay back to replenish the money for the dowry is is put in the chiyuv ksuba. So if he divorces her, or if, or if the, the marriage ends by his death, it's two hundred zos plus any money he might add on. Those are tosefes hakti ksuba. And then in addition, all the money that he that was brought in cash and he was able to use, he gives back plus an additional third. That's what it is, which is a lot of money. You know, it's a lot, and, and, and that's what we're explaining. You know that that's that's that that that's very much was in, within his within within his benefit because he's able to to use the money and the cash and make a lot of more revenue because of that. Now, just to understand just a little bit more as well. Normally, when um, normally when we're saying he should do this, 
the mission doesn't tell you what happens what happens if it doesn't, right? The mission is telling you like the norms. The mission is telling you what, what makes sense, what's expected. When she brings in this amount of money, he gives back that Does it mean the mission doesn't say, it leaves it a little bit vague. Is it a chiv? What if the husband wants to be a little bit cheap, you know? Is it a chiv? Is it is it mechiyuve haksuba that you're mechiyuve? It seems to be that way. It seems that that's a sheer chazar kaveya. This is the amount that makes sense. Is that is that a What is that? Nothing. Is, why to give a third more? Yeah. No, it's just just. In other words, it's not rivet. Oh, very good. Excellent cash. Why isn't that rivet? It's a good cash. Unless it's like a cash. No, it's not a cash. I would say if the marriage works out, you never pay it back anyway, so it's not really a loan in the conventional right. sense. Right. Right. Can I grab a taste of the Right there. To the left, to the left. In the mid, just in the mission. Shkach. Good morning, Good morning. We're in the mission, so we um, Yeah. Thank you. So this kasha that you're bringing about, why is it not ribbis? So he, he actually, so he has a really interesting discussion, and it really brings out some of the alumnus in the way that the dowry is working. So the Rishonim, Mamash asked this question. Rishkasher from the Rishonim. Miu lo avi ribis. Kivon shiim hayu megarish miad hayitzarach loisiv shlish. Let's say he marries her, immediately decides to divorce her. A minute later, so they do the chapa, and then he switches his mind. What's the din? He's going to still have to pay the third. He's going to pay fifteen hundred. Avo called mishamal beribis loya nice and elenkin yarchiv loy hazman v'habe agar natar. No one would, would pay the ribbis unless there's an extension of time in which you have to utilize the money, in which, therefore, you're paying for the fact that it's agar nata. So let's understand that terminology and then come back to here. This is, I think, just it's really, it's nice, actually, Nicole here, we just started Ezra Neshachal last week. So it's so interesting, I was learning this, and he got, like, thrown Imamish Tifarai into the Sugya. It's, um, the premise of, of, of ribbis is that, why are you giving back more later? Well, what, what's making it that way? The answer is what you're paying for is the fact that I'm able to utilize your money with, for a duration of time without having to pay it back to you right away. So that has value. There's right, economics like this. It, 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 there's value to that that I'm able to utilize your money as a loan without having to give it back to you right away. Whatever that duration of time is, if it's thirty days, forty-five days, or fifty days. But the point is that time, the agar, the reward of the nutar. Nutar literally means to wait. Right? The, pay, the delay in the payment. That's what gives the value. That gives the value. That's what you're paying for. That is the definition of ribbis. Without that, you're missing like the definitive idea. So here, it's very gishmak. If since if he would divorce her, he has to pay the exact same amount, even if the divorce would be immediate. So that touches off that the fifteen hundred for the one thousand is not agarnata. Because how could it be agarnata if it'd be the same thing regardless of whether I had any time? Why? Why is it different than someone who pays a loan? If I say you chamish, then I say oh, you know what? Decide to give you back. Here's your chamish. Same day. So the, the way I understand is that 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 that, 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 that would be in the psika. In other words, what do I mean to say with that? You, you can choose to prepay, but that's not owed. In other words, let's say you do the Arab of Hamish, the classical case, and someone says, like, you said, you know what, let me just pay now, right? 
Is that is that money owed now? When is the debt owed now? No, the debt is only owed later. What's the shot? The debt is only owed later because Hagufa, the four for the five, is the Agarnata. Exactly. Exactly. Stupid question. No, it's not stupid at all. It developed. No, it's really not. I deal with prepayment risk. No, I'm saying it's really not. It's a good point. It brings out the point. Here, the point he said is that the divorce is going to be mechay of him fifteen hundred. So it has nothing to do with any time. What do you say? It's really gishmak. So Mela, and I just want to bring out the point. I'll wait. It's so technical. Why? Because Avada, the reason why Chazal or Kaveya, that he should pay 1500 is because his pastor is going to be married to her for a certain amount of time, and he's going to have the usage of it. So we're outsmarting our own game. Meaning our own game is that we should establish that it makes sense. He should be given back 1500 He has years that he's able to use the 1000 you know, without worry and do, do investments with it. So then it makes sense. He should give back more. So the concept behind why he's giving back 1500 is exactly interest. It's exactly Agarnata. Right. But since they structure the Agarnata, they structure the rivets in a way that does not conform to Agarnata. I mean, it's not, it's not rivets. So I just want to raise the question to think about. I mean, and this is maybe I, I thought you were going to ask and you didn't. You're very close to asking it. Why don't we say the following thing? It would be the best lupo in Hilchos Rivets. Yeah? Everything bigger, Hatter Iskas, which are very complex. I have a much simpler solution. Ready for my solution? I'm going to lend you $1,000 and say you have to give me $1,500 back. And we're going to say that you want to know when you owe me $1,500 back? Would I be paying back? No, right now. And then I'm giving you the, money, giving you the time for free? No, you're in default right away. But the time, it's not Agarnata. Right, because then it wouldn't be Agarnata. But then when, well, when, but then, you owe it to me right now. That's not real. That's not real. You owe it to me. You're going to give him forever to pay you back? What? Then you're going to let him pay you back whatever you want at that point? He has to pay you back right away. But he can't. But he's not going to. Okay, so then he defaults. Okay, but that's... that's, So now um, what? Now what? I won't go collect. That's something in the system. What's the point I'm trying to bring out? What's the point I'm trying to bring out? When you're usually doing with... When do you usually call Adderisco? When do you usually do You mean no one would... If they're legitimate about it, they wouldn't do it either. Is that what you mean? Um, I mean like I You know what I'm I realizing did, I did have the risk I'm very unsophisticated I'm Meaning I'm, Let me explain I'm very unsophisticated So you know, it's usually my, I think about like, It's like You know like I, I'm most You know that's the whole thing With ribbons I'm doing someone a favor You're doing me a favor That's taking how the risk works No I think it's very complex The whole Trust me It's complex Here's how I think don't, don't, don't worry The point is Just know it's complicated <laughs> If you read it You I'm won't saying, do it The point is I'm never actually Caring to go collect it right now So I'm saying If I wouldn't go collect it right now You're default right now Right away, it could just be that, like, what am I doing with that? You know, okay. The kids are but Chazal structured it here in a way where it's much fascinating. And even though it's not Mugach that's going to happen right away, it's just if there would be a divorce. But the fact that if there would be a divorce, it means the Mechayev is not the Agarnot. Mechayev is not. Like, so what, what, what is it? What is the Shlishlam? Like, it's not Kanas or something. It's not, right, right, right. It's not any sort of interest. So, like, what is. The way I understand it is that it's absolutely interest. It's absolutely. The first one we're going is absolutely interest. We have to chap the side of Ribbis. Interest is not also. Interest is also. When you're the, the, the interest is for the Agarnata. When the interest is not triggered by the Agarnata, it's triggered by something else, and it's not it's not us. You're still biting your friend though. Well now they have to learn as an to understand why Agarnata is behind it. Yeah. But that, that, that that's one you say. So now, fine, that's what the Rishonim say. Zokta takes his that I don't hold it to the cash at all. I don't hold you have to say such a complicated thing. What happens if the woman dies? We're always talking about him paying if he divorces or if he, he dies first, right? He pays a third more. What if she dies? What happens to the dowry? So what happens is the husband just 
it hurts. That's what's amazing, right? So that's all part of the suffix here. The Eno Mishalmi Yosha doesn't have to pay back her relative. Nimsa Sheinzu Halva. That's not a loan. What's he saying? He's saying, when I lend you money and you have more to pay me back later, that's called ribbons. But what if I give you money as a gift with strings attached? That's not ribbons. When I charge you more later. What is it when I give a dowry? A dowry is not a lending of money. I'm giving him a present. What's the biggest right I'm giving him a present? Because there's nothing to pay back if she dies first. No, what happens is, is that he's mechaev himself to give another present later, which is in the case that if I would divorce or die, then I have to give you a present. So it's a present. And then the later, he's mechaev him for a present. Now, but what? So no, so after Achav, it's a chayv that he's accepting upon himself if he's divorcing. It's Every not from the dowry. But from like, if you want to present it as a present. Right. In, your last in, in, right. in other words, I'm presenting you $1,000 no. and you're presenting me $1,500 but, 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 but it has to be a present. Meaning it has right. to be a thing that if I would pass on, you don't have any debt. Right. Got it. That's not what debt is. Right, right, right. We don't do that. Right, Here, dowry, right. that's what I'm bringing out. It's so unique. There's an intimacy. It's debt with intimacy, right? That's what it is. So it's not structured as a loan. It's structured as I'm bringing in this to the marriage. You don't have to give this back to me. There, you happen to accept upon yourself that if I'm coming and giving and giving the and, and, and giving the divorce back, then you have to give it. So it's, I want to bring out the nakuda. It's a whole different mahal. It's a whole different mahal. That's why I think the tzitzit if the pshat is it's a simpler one. It's not alone. It's not alone. The Torah answers alone. The Torah doesn't answer if it's not alone. If anything else, it's fine. Let's be alone. So he's saying it's not a kasha at all. The other Mishnah we're saying it's taka structure more like a loan and he's paying back with interest. But the fact that it could come right away means that it's not for agar not. So you put a lot of this in your pocket here just from, that, from, just from your question about why it's not as an avenues or a ribbons. And Lamas Bainan, maybe to a certain degree, is a different understanding of what a dowry is. Right? The Taisis Yantif is suggesting that the dowries shouldn't be viewed as a loan at all. It's possible that the other shouldn't do look at it more as a lending. And that they're just saying, though, that since you give it back right away, you'd be obligated the same amount. So you get off on that loophole that it's not Agarnata. So ultimately, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Maybe, maybe it's really a machlik as whether the dowry is over. Can we, are we putting this in place to try to get the man not to divorce her? Is this like part of well? Like what's what's the goal here? Is try to try to get the guy not to divorce her, otherwise he's gonna have to pay her a lot of money back. I think there's a lot of things that are influencing Kazal here. Number one is we want. There's this, you'll see this throughout Ksubis is that it, 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 the system works when people are giving generously towards a dowry. Right? What, what does a young couple do? How, how does this work out exactly? Right? It's, I mean, this is not a new question, right? What, what does a young couple do? They don't have the money. So the more that the sides are giving generously towards the couple, the better the couple will be. So we very much, for the betterment of society, want a father giving, and we, we, we emphasize that a lot. We scrap how big of a mitzvah it is. You, you know, like, that whole crisis in, like, Haredi society in Israel, of, like, that you can only get your daughter married if you pledge an apartment, like, you know, whatever. It's got so, like, as crazy as it is, to a certain, certain, certain degree, the value is rooted in a lot of things that we're learning. Like... And, it's, and this is so in order to encourage that behavior so that... It, it, well, well, then the couple, so look. Look at what happens now. It's amazing. This guy has now 1,000 and, and at some later point, it could hypothetically give back 1,500, but he just got all this cash flow. I mean, she can do good things with So to learn... No. I, I mean, well, I'm not upset at what your point is, but the point is, it's not the far. There's no shyness in sitting and learning. The fact he should have cash flow to do business. I'm not saying you're saying bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
You made it a little more of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But that's instead of the business. Whatever. It's cash flow. This where you're going to work. It helps. That helps stable. Okay. Schmack. So, so I uh, know. And then I'm sorry. I just have to, to close the loop on your point. But then you see also the Chazal structured it as a part of the Ksuba. So now that that's true. That's what's so interesting about it is that what's the Ksuba? What's the what's the Chiv of the Ksuba? The Chiv of the Ksuba is that that a healthy marriage should have deterrent to just saying I want to divorce you on a win. So it's so interesting. They structure that as the Ksuba. This other acceptance of giving back plus a third. So meaning it is mitzad echad. What is just? It is just, right? It's not an unjust thing. And think about it. I don't know what the economic... That's why I was wondering, if like Chazal said a third, you know, I would imagine that the market would fluctuate on that. Chazal say a third. I don't know. I don't, as I was wondering, like, is it a suggested amount? It's always like that. I, so you maybe wants to be like a good deal after 10 years. Exactly. Meaning, if you had an economist come down and, and take all of the risk value factors and the way the economy is holding, there's no way it's always a third in every single circumstance, right? I, I mean, it's very... Simplistic, so I, I think it must be it must be Chazal. We're above that. I, that's the way I see it. You say that, but that's what they're trying to do. But they're they come with a certain. Sometimes being simple is being unsophisticated. Sometimes it's being above the sophistication. They just said a third. Take it and done. You know, it simplified the system. But be, I, I think be say that's what they're capturing. They're capturing what a fair rate is. All right. So then the Mishnah says, Mane. Okay, then there's another shear here. Kenegara Shum. Who posts So what does this mean? Um, so let's try to understand this. Here, there's merchandise. It's not cash flow. It's not cash flow. She's not bringing in cash flow. Before is elf dinner. That's cash. Shushum is something which is appraised. It's merchandise. It's it's a couch or something, you know, something something usable that, that she's bringing into the marriage. So it goes without saying that he does not have to pledge that in the in case of divorce that he would give it back plus a third. That goes without saying. Why? Because it's not something that's invested. It's not something that's cash that I take and turn into something. It's something which is the opposite. It is used. So not only that, Rashi says, but, but it also... You also detract a fifth of the assessment in what they said it was worth. So meaning, let's say she brings in some, um, I don't know, pick something you use, right? Yeah. Well, not like our thing where she gives him a gift. Is it a gift today? What happens when, gets, when divorces happen, huh? So yeah, you keep well, it. Is that, not, is that not the situation he's giving? He's bringing I don't think it's, 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 no, I don't think so. I think the gifts today, I think, are not structured as dollars. I don't know. Maybe I don't. You don't give back. Right. Yeah. No, I'm asking like that would be an example. The, the yeah. ring you would give back. The ring you give back. The ring you give back. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> after engagement. Oh no! Not no, after no, marriage. Not after marriage. Divorce. Uh, no, no, no. You don't give back the ring. Okay. You give back after the ring after. <laughs> There's after, no rule book. Huh? After engagement, I. People give back the ring. After the engagement, yes, but I don't know about divorce. <laughs> yeah, divorce. Some of divorce would. you take it, you melt it down, <laughs> you cut it up a little bit, then you wear it somewhere else. Ah, okay. So Akopanim, what we're saying here is that so she brings in stuff and there was an appraisal, appraisal which was done. But they did the appraisal, it's the most ironic thing. They did it in the wedding hall. 
Why? What's the shot? So I think of it actually was again. It encourages all about encouraging the system, and like, well, wow, look how much you brought in and how much value it is. So they actually used to do an inflated appraisal, meaning like it was kind of like you know and I know that it's not true, but they over yeah exactly mortgage fraud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Say the Say properties were the insurance. <laughs> so they're saying here it's about yeah, a fifth. Loan. Again, is it always exactly a fifth? No, but Chazal said that's exactly what it is. Higher loan, higher value in the marriage. Yeah. It's still the same thing. Presumably, yeah. Presumably, it's a fifth less. So that's what the mission, the, the point is. Uh, see less than a fifth. Okay. Uh, what? That's not what Rashi says. It's interesting. So it's really, really two separate reasons here. You bring out another point that another reason why it could be like that is because it depreciates with time that you use it. Right? It's something that you use that it loses its value. That's not the reason that Rashi initially starts with. Right? Right? I said mana, I shouldn't say, oh, give me you you need to give me more value. That's what they said. You give back you give back less than a fifth. We're talking about when it was done there. He doesn't add a third. Okay. Um, yeah. Can I go through? Sorry. Then they're going to have to add the fifth, meaning the opposite, where he accepted the first to give him money back, so then they're going to have to inflate it by a fifth. That's all his point. Whatever she means in the merchandise, it should be a fifth more than he's actually going to give back. If he was accepted upon himself to write 400, she should give 500, right? That's always, that the appraisal should be a fifth more. Okay. Um, and the Gemara speaks out, well, it's told him that the reason why we say this doesn't a, a big thing, a small thing, in both cases, it's always inflated by a fifth. Okay, um, the next Mishnah continues similar concepts. If she was supposed to give him money, she's bringing cash that he can invest. That's the third extra, right? So we're just going from a four to six, right? Because I'm more. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm ripping. Hopefully, you learned all of it. So it goes four to six, yeah? Because he's accepting a third upon more himself. And Gamar says, why isn't it extra? And the Gamar says the same thing. They were speaking about a small investment, a big investment. It's not only a thousand to fifteen hundred, it's four to six also. You always keep the, keep the same exact ratio. The Mishnah adds another halacha. What is this din? Rashi. Lakupa. The Chazan accepts himself himself ten dunarim per kupa. Whatever mana that she brings in, for every mana of cash flow that she brings in, he accepts upon himself to give 10 zuz to buy perfumes. He'll purchase for, from, from this for her, he'll purchase besamim. 
right? All whatever cosmetics are involved. Shekach Shiru, this is what Chazal says. If she brings in, for every mana that she brings in, for every 100 zoos that she's bringing in, she's fit for, for him to reciprocate with 10 zoos. Is that every day? Once a week? How often does he give it? That the Gemara will talk about. But the idea here is that it's really a whole different thing, this chiv of cosmetics. It's like a chiv to give back cash now, even. even. Even to give it back now, despite the fact despite the fact that he also accepted upon himself to give a third more at the end. So it's really interesting because she's kind of double dipping. Every money that she brings in, theoretically, she's in, is insured that if in the case the marriage will be terminated, he's going to give back plus, plus a third. But there's another chiyav. Even while the marriage is happening, even while the marriage is happening, for every money that she brings in, there should be a, um, there should be a, t- a proportion of 10, of 10 dinarim per, uh, for a kupa per hundred. That's what Rashi. That's what the Rashi's foreshadowing with the Gemara says. Right. This is her money that she worked for. The, this is money she's bringing in as a dowry, and the husband now is go, no, constantly no, no, going to supply her with cosmetics. Oh, so, you meant money that she's making? No, no, that he has. We learn whatever he has rights to stam, and then he feeds her. This is a different thing. For all the money that she brings in in the dowry, the husband now has to reciprocate for the, every hundred for every mana for he gives. Sarah's uh, moving for cosmetics. In addition to the six, exactly. Right. That's what's so interesting. So it's really double dipping on her money. Once in the future, one's right, in right. The Rashi's coming off the Gemara halfway down in the Amud. My Kupa, what is this Kupa? What is this box business, right? So, kupa just means a box. Ravashi, Kupa shows something, means a box of something. These ratios were only in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, they had always had a ton of cosmetics. They were very into it. So it was like only Yerushalayim where this, this applied. First of all, and we said that. Uh, so remember we said that there's a different thing, right? That sometimes they over, if it's merchandise, then it's really worth a fifth less. So is it per 100 in reality or per 100 in the way it was overinflated? And since the way it's inflated, is it just the first day or is it each and every day? Um, it's each and every day. Shabbos for Shabbos for Shabbos. It's only the first week or each one. Like, does this go on indefinitely? That's the point. How often is this actually happening? Now, Taisus says that this whole thing is very hard to understand because eventually just all the money is depleted. If it's this indefinitely, you're just for all the cash, you bring in a huge amount. But you keep on giving, paying all these cash outs and you're married to her for years, right? Then eventually just all the money's gone. So Taisa is very bothered by this whole Gemara. This is so astonishing, hard to learn this. If like the way the Gemara wants at the end to come out, it would be Esser dinner for every money she brought in, it's going to end up being 10% per year. Yeah. The money's going to be gone. For sure, it's you will only a one-time payout. For every mana, you're only getting the, the ten the ten zuzim back forever from that from that money. How do I give it? It's not how much money, but how do I pay it? Of course, the ratio of money that I'm giving for her besamim is that ten zuzim per month. That's for sure. But in what way is the deal structured? When are the payments coming? That's what we want to know. Should I just give it as a lump sum? Just give her the cash and she'll store it in the closet? And then it's off. 
Give whatever is fit for her. Every day you should supply her with a little bit of cash. So what's really the question? I mean, do whatever you want. Like, is it like she should be trusted? No, it's not so clear what that's told them about. I think that's a very important point here. The way Tyson's learned to the Gemara. It's not a question of how much money is going to end up paying for the cosmetics, but rather it's a question of the way that it's given to her. All right. I just want to do, I know we don't usually do Agatha. But just to finish up, it's a very, very famous Gemara. Finish up with it. Try to see it a little. It's a little bit of read on, on that gun. The Gemara finishes up. There was a story with the daughter of Demon Ben-Gurion. We're familiar with Demon Ben-Gurion for the Gemara. A few places about how wealthy he was. He was one of the few wealthy Jews in Yerushalayim at the end of the second base of Mikdash. The Gemara Gittin, the Gemara Gittin says that the Romans besieged the Jewish people so that there was enough of a few wealthy philanthropists to, to give to support for, 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 for a couple decades. Gemara says 21 years. And one of them was like Demon Ben-Gurion. Like Demon Ben-Gurion also mentioned the Gemara Tainus about how, how generous he was. He was a very, very wealthy Jew before the Chorba. Point is, his daughter, that we were you know how much cosmetics she has? She should get 400 Zuhuvim, gold, for Kushu of Zomim, Bobayom. Pretty wild. That's a crazy amount. So obviously that means that her dowry was huge. Her dowry must have been. Bobayom meaning what? On that day. On that, like for one time? day. Per day or okay. for one day? Per day. So, Rashi. Rashi learns that her husband ended up dying. Rashi is very interesting. Rashi writes that it ended up that her husband had died and she was collecting it from the estate. Well, it's not necessarily the way Rashi is learning, it's not even necessarily the regular thing that we just discussed. Tyson disagrees. I don't know why did Rashi say that. Why did Rashi make her husband die? Because Rashi's making a question. What is this? What's the shear here? How much did he give her for dowry? Right per day, one day. Right, right before that, I'm gonna mice the beat or something. I'm not so clear about them. Yeah, here. Anyways, so Amr Laham, she she said to them, "This is what you should also give to your daughters." Meaning, like it was like a bracha. So they all answered. Uh, they all answered amen to such a thing. They should have big diaries as well. Exactly. You should be so rich that, you know, that you should all get that. Tanarab Baran says, Gemara, Zakai, who lives through the horb and was riding on the donkey. He sees this one girl who is um, gathering some barley from the dung of the animals of the Arabs. Kibin Chiraz, so the Saatva, the Sarel. She, she fixes her hair, but she stands for She begs for a handout. Miat, who are you? I'm the daughter of Demon Ben Gurion. So we just learned about the daughter of Demon Ben Gurion having all this cash. Now, where's all the money? So what does that mean, Rashi? 
Don't we say like the parable? What do we say over in Yerushalayim? Somebody wants to salt his money, meaning he wants to, when you salt something, you want it to preserve. The salt doesn't preserve it. So in meat, if I want it to stay around, I salt the meat. So someone wants to salt his money, what do I do? Give it up. It's a play on words, it's very interesting. Give it up. Give your money, meaning be charity, give it to charity, and then your money endures. Very interesting. Some people, no, I think I think we're saying fakir. They didn't give tzedakah, and that's why it got lost. If you want to keep your money, the only solution is give it away. Not give it all. Obviously, the point is that that's the salt. So if you don't give enough tzedakah, so she's saying that's what happened to my father's money. So what about the father-in-law's money? One was, I guess, like a, a you know, the, the guarantor for the other. So they were back with the other. So it was like, you know, Ponzi scheme. One falls, they all fall. Forget about the father-in-law. I remember all the that the father brought in. So it was like so sad to see that all this money got lost. This is the line I want to focus on. Very, very famous line. Ashrechem Yisrael, praiseworthy is Klai Yisrael. When Klai Yisrael does the Ratzan of the Ebeshtah, no, no one can get control of them. When Klai Yisrael does not do the right thing, Ebeshtah gives us over into any low nation. Not stam into any low nation. Even into the... Um, even into the animals, meaning she was picking through the dung of the animals of the Arabs looking for things. So we fell to the Arabs who are low, Rashi says, they, they just, they're Bedouins, like they don't even, they don't even live in homes, like they just, they're living in the desert. Not only that, we're given to their, we're subservient to their, their animals. Pretty, pretty crazy. By the way, just to continue, the Gemara, a very scary thing, it comes out from here that the reason why he lost all his money is because he didn't give tzedakah. So the Gemara says it's not true. He did give tzedakah. They would put out all this fancy linen and the Aniyam would take it afterwards. You see, he gave. So the Gemara says, He only gave it for his own honor. He did, but he didn't do it in accordance with what he could have done. That's the scary Gemara. He's a millionaire, he only gave. Exactly. Very scary Gemara. He gave, but he didn't give enough. Fine. So that's the Gemara. So to do it, it's a famous Kasha. You hear the Marshal, the Maral, they both discuss. Let's just read the, the I'll read both. But let's read the Marshal. Marshal's right in front of us. Marshal, you do it, it's Kasha. Why does the Gemara say, Ashrechim Yisrael? Ashrechim Yisrael. Meaning, it's, it, the, 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 it, it, surely it's an emotional thing to see the daughter of an immensely wealthy man who has such a huge dowry and such an amount of money at one point, such huge access to cash, suddenly picking through the dung of the Arab animal. No question. Very, very, the image is horrible. But the response just seems so off. What does he say? He's saying, Ashrechim Yisrael. Praise for the Kali Yisrael. Because when you do good, no one can get you, but when you do bad, even the animals of the, of the Arabs are better than you. What the Ashrich and Yisrael? What, what's he saying? Praise where these Kali Yisrael. What's the title? So look at the Marshal. So Marshal, you have we to read inside. Our destiny? Huh? Shrekh, we get to decide. Oh, there's, there's the op- you can see okay. how good the opposite of the case would be. Right? Right? It's just like a positive spin, right? Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the Marshal. Okay, I'll, I'll read that. 
Amr Ashreichem, in other words, we can learn him shots like this. I think that really the matzah of losing everything is not praiseworthy. That just stinks. But at least there's also something good on the other side. That would be probably the Pashup shot. But what the Marshal is coming to say is that that's not MS. Ashreichem Yisrael is mashma on both ways. Ashreichem Yisrael, that when you're low, you lose everything, and when you're high, you have everything. Meaning it's better, it's mashma pshat and gemara, that it's better that when you lose, you should lose everything. Why would you want that? What's the pshat? These extremes, that's what it is. The extremes of Kal Yisrael speaks about the identity of the Yid. This is based upon a very important Kamar, Kamar and Shabbos, the In Mazel Yisrael. Let's make this In Mazel Yisrael. In Mazel Yisrael, the concept is that every, every other nation is controlled more with Teva. It means to be controlled more with Teva, we put in terms, there's Sarim, there are angels, there are things that protect the given nature of what will happen to a person, what will happen to God, what will happen to a nation. Everything was controlled. However, Yiklal Yisrael in lehem shum mazel. The Nakuda is Akadosh Baruch Hu is paying attention to us directly. That's the Nakuda. The Nakuda is that for Kali Yisrael, the, there's not much to protect us. It's all directly to Kali said to the Abishra. There's nothing in between. Therefore, if we do good, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking to reward us. So of course we're going to be better than every other nation. Infinitely better. Because by us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us the reward. That's the Pshad in the Prisman Abbasarim. By the Prisman Abbasarim, it's Habit Nashman, look up to the Mishamayim. Pshad is trying to say that in Mazul Yisrael doesn't make a difference what everyone else is saying, what the regular Teva is. We're above that. In Mazul Yisrael. And then what? We have nothing to protect us. Kalal Yisrael has no protection, has no sarah, has no teva, has nothing natural besides the Abishra. So when we fall, and Hashem is Masalik, the Shekinah, I am Shlomo, the Nibzoni, Kalal Umay, Beautiful idea. Beautiful idea. Marshal echoes pretty much the same. Marshal, I'm sorry, Marshal pretty much echoes the same cause. So in other words, when we fall, we fall so low, it's actually a good thing. The extreme means, why am I falling so low? What's the pshat? The pshat is I have no sarah mazel. There's no teva here to protect me. For me, it's all the Abishtah. It represents the higher quality that Klai Yisrael has. Chaim used to say this idea, you know, it's like a, those four things and, 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 and the four, four levels of, of things that exist in the world if you have a plant right if you have a tzemeach something that grows and then you cut it it's no longer growing it's on a madrigo that's lower than a rock right? then it goes to the next level down if you have a I'll give you another much like if you have a a, 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 a kayin who becomes like a hollow he's not like a levy he's nothing right? it's, it's lower you lose you lose more the more you have, the more that's at stake to be lost. That's a little bit the concept. You could simplify it like that. But more the esoteric terms, the is there's no sar, there's no mazel, there's nothing here that, that and it's all create only, a monster. Only the Abish. Fine. So we have just a little bit to add on. Some other Maramakimas in the Indian where we see this idea. So Shmaka Maramakimas. Number one is this is really more or less what happened in the Perm story. Right? So what does the Gemara say? What did she say to him? 
Ah, you're dealing with Mordechai. If you started to fall to him, that's it. I know you're, you're, you're going down. Why? How'd she know? It was a setback. You're in a, you're in a war, right? You're in a war with someone. You have a setback. What, 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 what convinces... What convinces his wife, Haman's wife, that actually she said to him as follows, Cloudy saw is compared to the dirt and to the stars. So the shot is when they rise, they rise all the way to the stars. And when they fall, they fall all the way to the dirt. So the Shiloh was what your timing was. What was your timing? If you started to fall to him, it's a raya that your timing's off. And if your timing's off, then I know you're going to be obliterated because they're, they're, the, they're the highest of the high. That's what she was saying. That's the pshat. It's exactly this, the kuh. I think it's also very gishmak to fall to the dirt. And I think you see this, you say, falling to the dirt. Sometimes you say, with, especially with addiction, that there's a concept called rock bottom. What's the, what's the nekud of rock bottom? The nekud of rock bottom is that it's a madriga pusa, certainly it's a lower level. Nobody can help you. No one can help you, it's only you. But what's the NIV by addiction here for sure? But even other things, I think even if it's that it propels growth. Because it's a madriga that cannot be ignored, and it fakered. You can't live there. It's an unlivable, it's an untenable situation. And the only way it can, it, it can exist is that it's machai of growth. Being one level above rock bottom is actually worse than being on rock bottom. Because then you have enough to survive. You can survive. You hit rock bottom and Exactly. So that's always, you know, the HR. Maybe it's better to go to rock bottom, right? And it's always the... See, it's hard to get to rock bottom. That's true, that's true too? No, that, that's one of the biggest HR. Right? You, don't, you don't know which way is better, right? right. Very good. Scary for Jews. Very scary. So I just want to yeah. bring out the Nakuda that there's something very spiritual in it also, because it's a Nakuda. It's a little bit of a different spin on what we're saying, but it's really all the same idea. Is that that's good for the point. A Yid realizes that it's not Tevet, so the Eivishta. The Yid has the ability to go deeper down to get higher up. Where do you see this so pronounced? Mimona Afar Yaakov. Whose words are that? Bilam. Bilam comes to curse Klai Yisrael and everything comes out as a bracha. So in his bracha, what does he say? He says, Mimona Afar Yaakov. What does that mean? Mimana Afar Yaakov. Who has counted the dirt, the dust from Klai Yisrael? So the Pashim Shad is that there's a lot of green of dirt and sand and you know that's the numbers of Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael are so numerous. I said we know it's not like that. The numbers are against that. So Rashi, so the Medrash, Mimana Afar Yaakov means look at the mitzvahs that Klai Yisrael do with the dirt. What mitzvahs do we do with the dirt already? Kalayim, Chayish and Shabbos, Mitshmita. What else do we do with dirt? Dirt. Yeah. Very involved with dirt. Right? Talk a nice point. There's a lot of mitzvahs that relate to the dirt. We plant a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Zok Rashi, Zok Dimitri, that's what it's saying. It's saying that cloudy Israel's first is that they know how to be metapol and mitzvahs in the dirt. Who's the being metapol and mitzvahs in the dirt is that the rock bottom has this like reaction, reaction of knowing how to grow with the dirt. It's a huge insight. It's the biggest insight. It's the biggest insight. We know how to grow with the dirt. Yeah. You take the dirt and you think you, there's a curse attached to the Your dirt. Your shit. There's a lot to do with dirt. Kaiso knows how to deal with the dirt. And that's the extremes. It's beautiful. It's really a beautiful idea. I think there's a mitzvah. Yeah. The last, the last Maramok I want to share, it's a very interesting one. It's a Maramok. It's a Maramok. It's a Maramok. It's in the uh, Parashat Book of Kaisai. It's a mitzvah, it's the mate, it's a it's the, the person doing it. Like if someone says not. Uh, so, 
It says in the passage, This talks about when good things happen. We destroy our enemies. So it says five Jews, five Jews will be running after a hundred enemies. Five to hundred. What's that percentage? Five out of two hundred. Five out of one hundred. Five percent. Good. Mayami can revolve at a hundred are going to be running after ten thousand. What's that ratio? A hundred over ten thousand. Point one percent. Point one percent. So it goes down. Huh? No. One percent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so it goes down. What do I mean? It goes down. You need less Jews. To suddenly fight off, right? The more, says, you have, the more people you have, the more bigger burden the ratio. Excellent. That's what Rashi says. But what's so? Let me just to clarify. What does the Gemara say? So make sure you say it correctly. Correct. Is that the chesed? Is five for one hundred? How could it be? How could it be one hundred for ten thousand? So Rashi Aloi Maybe come Shneilov. It should only be one to two thousand, right? One hundred to two thousand. Rashi says it's the Shlosh HaTayrah. In Klal Yisrael, it's, it's, they have five doing the Torah. It's incomparable to a hundred doing the Torah. Meaning, when a when, when hundred are doing the Torah together, so the Torah propels their growth more than when five are doing the Torah. Meaning, you only look at the positive side, right? So you have five with the Torah, in a day, hundred with the Torah, with the five of the Torah. The ratio of a hundred with Torah is disproportionate from five with Torah. It's exponential. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay? What's the concept? By a physical aspect, mice we have strength. We actually two people could lift more than one and one. You have a flemish, just a regular flemish guy. I was told more from a physical thing. Right, right. So slow, so the what did Rashi not say? It's he didn't say the way you said that stop. More people helping helps disproportionately. I, well, I usually think physically. I don't Why didn't Rashi say that? Why didn't Rashi be saying good? Right? Oh! You hear what he said? Yeah. What? What did he say? He had to cop what he's saying. He's saying good. It's really clear what you said doesn't make any sense. Because the enemy also has more. I mean, he's not more for one side, as opposed to the other side. Okay? Talk to your eyes on the Lord. That's how you have to know. Jacob's board is golden. I mean, because of the kasha, must be. No, because it makes sense. He's right. Now, frek the Mizrahi. Mizrahi, one of the parts, yeah? And Rashi, we showed him. So, I have a kasha and Rashi. Listen to the Pasuk. The Pasuk now, we're going to run to Ki Sova. Yeah? This is not a kasha on Rashi, though. No. It's beautiful. Forget. That's why Rashi had to say it's the Kayach HaTayra. Because Derech HaTeva doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you could say a hundred people have a lot more power of their unity over five. Oh, beautiful. But, they but the enemy also has. The 10,000 also has. Right? So therefore, it's like Rashi has to be Kayach HaTayra. Beautiful. Beautiful one. Problem is... Problem is... There's a possible... Lamed Beis And ratios don't even work that way. Which means they would even have even more. The ratio would have to go higher. If it's just physical, there's ten thousand. Pasuk says about when bad things are going to happen to Klal Yisrael. The end of the Torah. Pasuk Parsha says, "You listen to the pasuk." Listen. Here's talking about going pursuing us. How could one? How could one guy chase down a thousand Jews? 
Like it's such a sad thing. One guy can chase down a thousand Jews. Ushnayim, and how much can two guyim get? Revava. What does that mean? Ten thousand. So talking about bad things happening. So one guy, a thousand Jews. Two, two thousand. Two, ten thousand. So, it's the opposite. so here's the opposite. Goyim it's still, one, one it's still second, double us. One second. Goyim are pursuing Israel, and the ratio is growing with the more that they are, right? One to one thousand, two to ten thousand. It's off. Must be. They get more. What's the shot in the ratio being off here? What's the shot? What's the shot? On the Shkintirutz. Zok the Maral, Piyar Gemara. As Rashi over there said, that, well, why didn't Rashi say, like, it's because it doesn't make sense because the enemy also has stronger immunity? Yes, the question is this question. No, so, so, now that's why you were wrong. He explained why your Rashi couldn't say, like, you. Shaila now is, how are you going to explain why the Goyim are able to grow disproportionately when they're running after us? They don't have Kayachatayra, and we should be also stronger. What makes them grow? Because we're Listen to this. When Klal Yisrael is being pursued and Hashem is allowing us to be punished, we have no ability to fight back. There's no strength. When you're not in strength, unity means nothing. If, if you have no strength to yourself, no zich, then the fact that there's worse, that there are Jews confused. could be even worse. The fact that you have Jews doing it is nothing. So over there, if I care, it makes sense. The goyim have more, so they were chazik each other. And in yid, when he's being pursued in the moment when Hakadosh Baruch Hu has abandoned him, there's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. The male is not a kasha b'chlal. Why it's working? The goyim are growing in their unity of fighting, and chlal is in their moment of weakness. They're not there. They're just nothing. So it's not a kasha there. There it's God. It's beautiful. I think my sphere eyes, but my shanking over here, Cloud Yisrael can grow. We're, we're going after them. But they're not abandoned. They don't fall. Okay, they're being pursued. They're having a setback. But their sar, their mazel is still working for them. So Dr. Ashkin Barshmukhosa, how's it working? Why is Cloud Yisrael disproportionately doing better? Must be Kayakatayo. That's how you see this Nakuda. The Kayakatari is active. It's, 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 it's on. It makes sense, according to, meaning you have Kayakatari here and you have almost anti Kayakatari there. You could say anti Kayakatari. It's just using our Gemara as the spring. Exactly. Shmat. Sounds like Kayakatari. Very interesting.